0: hello podcast world welcome to vicarious living a show about a couple midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is team drama tv Vicarious Living Podcast. We have wrapped up the OC. Done, done. Zoe, not forever. That in Beach.
1: Maybe forever.
0: Pat is here as usual. What's up, Brian? <laughs> What's up, Pat? Um, we we also have a special guest in studio, in podcast studio. Real quick, though, what I want to do is I want to give our contact information. Pat, see if you can get it right this time.
1: Vicarious Living Pod. At gmail.com.
0: Correct. You did decent. Uh, Also, you can get at us at Vicarious Living Podcast on Instagram. Big time. Follow number two by Tate D. Our Uh, number one follower on the last podcast.
1: Yeah, still riding pretty high on that. I think he's listened.
0: He definitely hasn't. Probably not. But he's still liking our shit, and that looks good to the Marissa Coopers of the world. When they see that Tate, mm-hmm. their their boy, has liked it, it's fucking, that only bodes well for You're us. You're right,
1: he probably hasn't listened, because if he would have, we would have definitely heard from him. And terms. we would have got a DM.
0: Yeah. Because we told Tate specifically to DM us. Yeah. Slide in, and he didn't. So, we still love you, Tate. You're still our fucking number one hero. But please get into our
1: DMs, quick.
0: Fucking slide in, soft and... And slow. In the
1: meantime, we'll keep tagging him and
2: stuff.
0: I'm just going to keep tagging him. Even when we go on to uh, Friday Night Lights or One Tree Hill or whatever we do, I think I'm just going to, in perpetuity, at Tate Donovan. Yeah, yeah. At Tate Dono, our hero.
1: Validate us, Tate. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Tate. Um, Okay, so, agenda for tonight's episode. We just came off a fucking, a, a, a perfect storm of sorts on the last podcast episode. A lot of shit went down and it's like we're coming down from this rush and we just got to wind down with this episode so we brought our fucking number one fan in he's been he's been get sliding into our dms a lot i mean how many times has this fucking guy dm'd us Once. Once. And it was cool. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Got
1: a big email in the inbox. But it still
0: looked kind of desperate that one time he did it, so that's why it felt like more than one.
1: Yeah, cool down a little bit, man. (laughs) So,
3: Am I allowed to talk yet?
0: No, not yet. Uh, Not yet. Our agenda today, our number one fan is coming in, and he's going to fucking give us our good points. He's going to praise us first, because we said that we need to have our confidence boosted when we lift off. Mm -hmm. So he's going to lift our confidence. Then after that, he's going to get... He's going to pick some nits on what we fucked up on, what we sucked at. It's probably going to be like one or two things only. After that, he's got some follow-up questions. And then after those follow-up questions, it's award time. So with that, here's our number one fan with this walk-up music.
3: Wind, pipes good to be here it's good to have you yeah pretty pretty Glad proud of that you. number one status
0: i will say when when we first launched this pod zurb listened to the entire thing all what was it 11 episodes we dropped first on the oc yeah in like what one two days Did they all drop it once the uh, the season one we did was yeah we pretty, binged it it was yeah.
1: pretty fast you put some wind in our sails so yeah. thank you for that yep oh, it's all about the
3: content yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll keep giving. You hey, that
0: let's, have, let's let that be the transition into the first fucking agenda point.
3: Well, first, I just want to say that I'm pretty proud to be the first guest on this pod yeah. that has not had sex with either one of you guys. So yeah, that's bad. I would have yeah. to get on here. That's true. Didn't have to. Is that including me and BD with each other?
0: Only hand jobs.
3: Good point. Good point. So those don't count. Well then, I, then I guess I, my presence here doesn't count either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's obviously, given that. both of you hand jobs.
0: Yeah. So it, that is a good point. We are the only one. Like intern Whitney, obviously, is having sex with me. Mm-hmm. Uh
3: huh. <laughs> All right. That was it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously you guys uh, went real deep. Made lots of great points. I wanted to hone in on a couple of the smaller ones that maybe would have gone a little bit more unnoticed throughout the podcast. And oh thought, hell yeah! We're like, you know what? Fucking great point by you guys. Oh, I'm gonna love this. Yeah. The, the The first one that jumped out at me that I, I actually wrote was. In the whole gigantic, really long rampage about how you need to be really loud when you come home so you don't catch your kids beaten off. That's key. How uh, <laughs> we're totally screwed because of the goggles. Mm-hmm. And we're we'll definitely going to be catching our kids because of the goggles. Doesn't really have anything to do with the OC, but... Uh, we're almost you know, there, by I can, the way. We're I, can actually, there. I can actually confirm that in reality. I did do
1: VR for the first time. Porn? So. No, not porn. Yet. God. It was like a. I would have loved was to like hear about a, that. So it was like this: I put the goggles on, and it was like a three D shooting game. Oh yeah! And I was in the world, like I I was in a room full of people, and I didn't care. I was just what? I was in that zone, so I could totally see. If sometime in like probably twenty twenty five, our I'd, kids, you know.
3: I mean, doing all the honking in the car and yelling whatever cumphairs you want. Yeah, they're they're just, not gonna. They got the on them. and they could care less.
0: But tip for the kids, because we would we would be we wouldn't want to let a whole podcast go without giving tip for the. No, kids. there'll
3: be plenty of tips for the kids today.
0: Tip for the kids when you're doing the VR porn, fucking keep your ears open. That's what you have to do. Don't put the don't like best case scenario, kids. Just put one headphone jack in your right ear and then leave your left ear open so that. Wait wait till you're living
3: on your own to go fully immersive. Or do that, yeah. Or just like wait till you're alone. No, like living alone. (laughs) Like obviously (laughs) you should be alone. (laughs) Don't do it in front of your parents, kids. Okay, good point by us. Great point by you guys. Um we'll we'll stick on the uh the video game trail here and I think that probably the best feedback you guys had for shorts who did obviously a nearly flawless job on the show. Maybe the one thing you guys caught that he should have done that he didn't was to uh, give Luke a Game Boy to play with to help de-age him uh, along with the puka shells. That would have been nice. That was a great point you guys made.
0: Yeah, because Luke is clearly a 47-year-old trying to play a -a 16-and-a-half-year-old. But if he had a Game Boy. A Game Changer. Game Changer. Yeah, that, that holds true. Okay.
3: Yep. This is going back to, I think, your guys' pilot episode on the pilot episode. We
0: were pretty green at that time.
3: Yeah, but you made a couple great points, uh-huh. including that every single interaction that Jimmy and Kirsten had ever had when they were living in that house was supposedly as sexually charged as when they were taking out that garbage, <laughs> and how little sense that made, and I had never thought about that, and it was a really good point. Thank you. Don't
0: move, don't move next door to your fucking... High school sweetheart, ex-girlfriend, love of your life. Like, that was so fucking dumb.
1: Unless you want to have a sexually charged moment literally every single day for the rest of your life.
0: And all it looks like is that, like, like if I walked in, if I'm Seth and I walk in, or they're at the model home and they see him, all I'm thinking is, is I'm looking into my mom's eye, who I know very, very well. She birthed me. And I'm looking into her eye and I'm going, is mom about to give a BJ right now? To the neighbor? To the neighbor, Jimmy? Love you, Tate. I mean... What's up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking whatever. I okay. Mean, big shout out
1: Tate Donovan right there for creating that sexual tension. That's all Tate. That's all <laughs> Tate.
0: And, and he did... Yeah, he did it.
1: It's hard to have him on the screen without him just dripping sexuality.
3: So.
0: Very good point, actually. Because now now that we love Tate so much, because he's... Now that
3: you love Tate so much. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, we were critical of him at the beginning. Yeah. But you're right. We have always loved him. Now that we always have loved Tate... Um, it's like it's like one of those things where he just delivered. He just created that. He he's so sexual and hot that he creates sexual tension with anyone. A lamppost, fucking grass, a fucking dirt, mm-hmm. and all women. Okay, next.
2: Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> well while we're on on the topic of uh how well you know your mom. Yeah. Um I, I'm not sure which one of you was that coined the term in the middle of the episode, but titty intuition. Uh, oh,
0: that'd be you.
3: Was that me? Probably. For, I want to say. For, for how your mom knows when the nude scene's coming on in the movie. Oh yeah. Mm. Total real thing, well, and it should definitely be called titty intuition. Absolutely knows.
1: You could be watching the most G-rated movie that has just a little bit of something weird. Nudity. To add. Nudity. <laughs> 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 so that G-rated nudity, <laughs> like
3: yeah, like yeah. Babs Bunny nudity, kind of like Space Jam style. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because you'll see it now that you're a father our number one fan here is a father. You'll see it soon. You'll have to let us know if you pick up that intuition in like 10 years when your son has his friends over, if he's down here watching a movie, do do you just know when you're upstairs? I mean, let us know. Oh shit, there's probably fucking titties on the screen downstairs with my son. Better go check. Better go check. And ask him if he wants a hot pocket. And then
1: from there, for some reason, do you have the need to sit down and watch a little bit with him? Or do you just act like, nothing happen and leave the room, because that's what I'm really curious about. Yeah, at,
3: at this point, I don't feel this urge, but I feel like... That's fucked at, up, Pat. As, but I feel like <laughs> you, as your kids grow up, you, you develop a it's need bad. to make them feel as awkward as possible. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, so it's going to happen. I'm assuming it's going to happen. Yeah, you'll be like, ooh, here's an opportunity I think that to comes, make them feel really weird. I think that's, uh, that's actually a side effect <laughs> of the titty intuition. Mm-hmm. You develop them at the same time. All right, uh, next thing thought great point you guys made was that when Oliver came in and he started running his wedge that his wedge game was actually super sloppy (sighs) he actually really didn't do a good job of running the wedge and follow-up point is the is calling it the wedge a thing that other people do is that like a comment Uh, or is that just something we say I think we made that up when I did that on my wife I think that's right and I'm pretty sure the kids got from context what it meant yeah but Just, he, he, I was hearing you toss that in there pretty casually. I was like, I don't know, but it, yeah,
0: uh, I don't know. kids, another tip for the kids. If you are pulling a wedge, don't do that bullshit move where you're just constant. One, as we talked about, you're, you're not constantly just bringing up the person that they're dating. Don't do that. Don't like be constantly being like, Oh, what's your, what's your boyfriend, uh, Tad up to? Don't be constantly doing that. Like, act yeah, like he sloppy. doesn't. Yeah, that's sloppy. sloppy. And then also the game tactic I'll never fucking respect yeah. is the tactic of like, hey, you want to fly to Paris with me this weekend? Uh, I have school and uh, no, I live in America it's, and I'm 16. You
3: know what it is? It was inelegant. Very inelegant wedge. Wedge. and But then the, what
0: he says in response to that is always pathetic as fuck. It's always like, huh, look, if you don't want to go with me, I mean whatever. Okay. If you don't like, if you don't like hanging out with me, if we're not friends, that's pathetic. That's fucking pathetic.
3: Got to think that anyone with a fully functional IQ probably sees through that way. Yeah. He's not fully functional. No, I'm saying Marissa's. (laughs) Oh, didn't see see through. Neither of them are. Yeah. (laughs) Quick. I'll go a couple quick ones. Uh, on the topic of Phrases that aren't necessarily the common ones. I thought, great job of explaining jabs versus mad jabs. Oh, important yeah. Important distinction. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yep. Kids needed to know that one. Yep. yep. Um, another quick hitter. Uh, Jimmy definitely should have been watching Kobe and Shaq in that time period. <laughs> Not you. on ESPN Classic. That was ridiculous.
0: I don't, even, I don't even want to go into my full rant on that. It, that Yes. That made no fucking sense. We still love you, Tate.
3: Uh, another great catch. Uh, serial is communal. And we definitely don't know where that leather's been, so <laughs> Ryan probably shouldn't just be reaching in there all the time. Yeah, solid call out.
0: Okay. Yep. True. Um,
3: th- this one's from the mall episode, uh, and that's just to say malls are a total time warp.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Actually, we got a lot of good feedback on that. The mall we, episode. We 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 gave uh, we gave the aforementioned my alternative friend Becky. Oh, nice. my yeah. My alternative friend. She actually gave us some feedback on that mall episode, and she said the exact same thing. Time is warped at the mall.
3: 100%. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, Listening to, I think, the most recent episode, hearing Pat talk about uh, getting power moved while holding the door for somebody. True story. I've got another true story that that reminded me of, which is BD in college in Bloomington, uh, going into the Bloomington Margaritaville. Uh, holding the door open for a couple of you know middle-aged women, and as they went in, and said thank you. BD goes, "Yeah, some people say Chivalry's dead. I don't buy it."
2: <laughs> I, have no I remember that well. Of that. Uh, I remember that very
3: well. <laughs> and it was. Uh, just the most out-of-character thing ever <laughs> that
1: VD's ever done. Yeah, it's rare to see him interact with strangers yet to lay that out there. was <laughs> incredible. Just, just you get some that.
0: margaritas in this kid. Should... All bets are <laughs> I mean, off. We talked about off. that last uh, last episode Could've being been been at Pina Pina Chili's. could be a but... yeah. <laughs> we talked about that last episode being at Chili's. I mean, you get a couple of margs and, and fucking any of us, especially me. All bets are off. Chivalry could just come back into the play. Who knows?
3: You don't buy it. Yeah, I don't it's buy it. Dead. you don't have to it. It. dead. Alright, two two uh last best points yeah. you guys made. One is actually only Pat made this point. Nice. And that is <laughs> that when Lindsay bounced, totally punk rock.
2: <laughs> yes! Yes. yes! Was,
3: I knew that it. That was when Pat said that,
0: I was so confused yet so delighted at the same time on what the fuck he was talking about. I did not even pick that up. That's because you're not punk rock. I know. <laughs> I'm like a steel trap with the, these episodes. So the fact that he, I didn't register that, but goddamn, Pat did. And he, that was a good one by you. Thank you. That was awesome. Totally punk rock.
3: And then uh, last and best point you guys have made through your, like, what, 18, 19 OC episodes is just that Tate Donovan, absolute legend. Legend. Legend, legend. status. He's a legend in the game.
0: Legend status. Get at us, Tate. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. We love you. I mean that
1: that pretty much sums up. Man, that that felt nice. I would that like did. I would like to do that like every episode where you listen real close every single episode, and then you could just call us individually, or even better, praise sliding, us, slide into our DMs with all that praise.
3: Yeah, uh, I can't get enough. I'm getting, maybe, yeah, I'm getting comfortable in those DMs, I might have to send dick pics. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see. <laughs> as comfortable as you all can. right. Okay, it's
0: let's let's now move into phase two, which is. Praise is over with. We wouldn't want to get our heads too big. We would yeah. never want that. We're fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. So, what we now want is where we fucked up, because I'm real interested to hear this.
3: Yeah, bring our confidence yeah, back is... to like a,
0: like yeah, let's a get normal back. level. Like, let's get back this down. This is where the
3: we real good, good content comes from. Yeah. Good. yeah. And this is where we get to, called pick and nits. <laughs>
0: I want the both of us, Pat, to stay fucking honest.
1: I don't wanna tell yeah, lies this to the kids. I no, neither be, do I. I don't wanna be shoveling BS into the kids' backpacks.
3: Yeah. Uh, don't no, don't it's not do my that thing. Yeah. Don't be no. doing that. Okay. So this is picking nits with Zerb. Alright. There's one single thing that the Vicarious Living podcast has been missing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm gonna say? B- mascot? We got one. It's, it wouldn't it's, be missing if we knew. So just Yeah. Be <laughs> uh, it's someone to stand up for the Sandman. I, I knew he was going to say this. Uh, this. I knew this was going to come hand up.
1: up on this. It should be my role. Pat, it should, it, should, be, have, it should have been my this. role.
3: Spineless. Getting steamrolled by BD. Yeah, here's the here. thing.
0: Here's the thing. I knew this was going to come up. I prepared nothing in response. And now what I'll say about it, though, is that I was the biggest Sandy defender throughout my entire life. Those eyebrows. I mean, you cut glass with those eyebrows. Source of his power. Source. Source of his power is in his eyebrows. I loved him my whole life. As I became a 31-year-old, I started to realize that Sandy's parenting tactics were fucking horrendous. And like I said last episode, I don't know how Seth didn't come out like a fucking vagrant heroin addict. So that's my issue with Sandy. Once again, I'll say this. You having that take is beautiful. I love it.
3: The world it's needs bad me. takes.
1: It's, <laughs> it's on me for not backing up the man Sandman. Yeah, I would put this Because on I, st- I still yeah. like him, and certain things that he did, I would highlight and point out to you, and we, we would agree, like, uh, for example, when uh, I think Ryan needed to do something really important, I forget what it was. Oh, he say, had to go
0: save Marissa yeah, on fucking New Year's with Oliver.
1: Exactly, and Sandy's like,
2: where are you going? I think Marissa's in trouble. I'm just gonna make sure she's okay. Give me the keys. I have to go. Okay. Give me the keys. He said if I needed help, I could come to you. Give me the keys. I'll drive. Give me
1: the keys. That I'm was the cool, sandy moment. So like, I'll point that kind of stuff out, but I just didn't. I didn't come to bat for him enough. And I mean, we probably would have butted head, heads a little bit
3: more, but. I, I just feel bad for BD's future son, 3D, who is clearly going to have to deal with a really strong hand yeah. from his father. <laughs> I, I did learn one guy, thing guy from this podcast. Guy that wants to parent like yeah, Caleb. BD Stalled. is going to be a really mean dad. Yeah, uh, such a mean oh, dad. Oh, I'll tell
0: you what, there's going to be some discipline. And you know what? <laughs> while there's wait. some discipline, <laughs> while there's some discipline, my son will also be wearing the Sandy Cohen t-shirt That I pass down to him. Okay. So, yes, I shit on Sandy. But like we were saying, it comes from a place of love. We're on the squad. We're on the team. You know, if Sandy is on the bench and I, the coach, call him to go in the game and he jumps in there. And then he just bricks like 15 straight layups. I'm going to have to pull him to the bench and be like, hey, kid, get the fuck out of the game. You suck dick. I need to put fucking Chad in. He's going to make those laps. So, we love the team. and fu- What's his name? Sandy's part of the team, so we love him. But that doesn't mean that all
3: of a sudden he's a great lawyer and a great dad. That was the other thing I wanted to pick and knit on with San- the Sandy. Oh, yeah, you know a little about lawyering. It runs in the family. Yeah. So, what's your, what's your expert
0: take on being a lawyer that we missed on Sandy?
3: Well, first of all, you kept slamming him for being a public defender. <laughs> yeah, we did. He's a no. public defender... Because he wanted to help out people who needed help, and he was rich and didn't need the money from being a lawyer. Yeah, so that was him. You were criticizing him for not being true to himself. I think being the public defender is being pretty true to uh, his his uh, well, his I,
1: favorite I, thing to do
3: in life is to do legal work for, for free. free. We Loves it. this. We know this. So he's trying to do it. he's trying to do it for the poors, and not just for the for the calebs.
0: We weren't shitting on public defenders as much as we were shitting on like the cows of the world. When they get into legal trouble, why would he go to a public defender? Go because, like spend a hundred grand on a good lawyer.
3: Yeah, well, but it's because he was only a public defender, because he was a he's a bleeding heart. He wasn't a public defender because he right the couldn't point, get a high. I think the point, job missed, high yeah, the, the point that we missed. Yeah, the point that we miss is that he's a public defender by choice. That's his
1: his calling in life is to help out the, the less fortunate, which cool by him.
0: You know. So maybe this maybe. He is like one of those like basketball players who is got all the physical athletic talent in the world to play in the NBA, but he's got a really shitty, crazy bad drug problem. I don't he's more think like that's an NBA
1: it. player who took a smaller salary to be on a championship team. Uh, Much better. Network. Okay, yeah, Much he's he's
0: network. DeMarcus Cousins
3: this year with the Warriors. Okay, yeah. I can buy that. So, yeah, Tom, Tom Brady taking less money. To get a big receiver. So that the the Patriots can keep loading up year after year.
1: I can buy that. I think the combination of Sandy always trying to be super
0: cool and, like, I guess the cool dad. What I should do is just say, hey, if he wants to be the cool dad, let that sit where it is. Don't project that into his lawyering talent.
3: Into his lawyering talent or apparently just every single thing about him. (laughs) His uh, By the end of this run... You literally hate him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do hate him now. And the thing is is goddamn we're gonna have a tough time getting Pete
3: Gabriel on the podcast. That is rough. You have talked a little bit too much about his nipple hair to probably get him out. Oh well we'll bond over that. Yeah, we'll bond over that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, next. So on a similar note, gotta pump the brakes on Cal a little bit here.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not doing that. That's our hero. So,
3: so. Be- before I get into the specifics on Cal, uh, the actor that played him thought he was British, right? He's not. New Zealand. So. Oh, kind of oh classic. Uh, damn it. Also, we didn't which, do
1: our fact
0: checking. Didn't do That's fact on us. Checking. intern. And Whitney's going to get an earful on that. That's mm-hmm. her job.
2: I don't have to describe New Zealand to people nowadays, but I remember when I first arrived in America 10 years ago, they used to say to me, so where are you from? And I would say, uh, from New Zealand. And they'd say, it's somewhere near Austria, isn't it? No, 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 it's not. No, it's probably as far away from Austria as it's possible to be, really. Oh, and then they lose interest. But now, after Lord of the Rings and, and, and a few other things, uh, um, Anna Paquin and, and uh, I suppose, me a little bit, you know, the, the, the rest of the world knows New Zealand's here a lot more and uh, I don't have to describe it much because Lord of the Rings sort of did such a spectacular job of showing the South Island beauty. But then people come here expecting that the whole place is going to be like that, I think, and it's the native bush of the North Island that I really love.
3: The reason I had looked that up was actually because I've been been rewatching Lost. Plays a very similar Uh, character on Lost named Charles Widmore, who's who's Scottish. I was wondering, is he actually Scottish? No. That is a a good good point by you. So, if you're gonna hero worship somebody, maybe yeah, we so, need to do our homework. I
1: actually, I've been thinking about this, and um, we decided. Well, I should say that BD decided at a certain point that Sandy Cohen needs to grow up, and that he's not a firm enough parent, and he's just like too much of a cool dad, loves surfing, and that Cal is the ultimate hero, and he's just kind of a hardline businessman, which. Now B.D. Respects. Shrewd. At a certain point between high school and his current age right now, (laughs) B.D. became Peter Pan from Hook. He became Robin Williams from Hook. Yeah, that's a good point. And now he's just like, he's forgotten how to fly. Yeah. He doesn't know how to crow.
0: Right. No, that was a good point. Just to clarify, Peter Pan... After he was the real pan, when he was, like, an old man When pan. he was Robin Williams. When he was so when Robin, Robin Williams,
1: <laughs> and he, like, won't even go to his son's baseball game. You know? Oh, yeah, so yeah. So you're probably going to have to go through a couple years where your kid doesn't like you. Right. And then eventually you'll, you'll
0: go back to young pan.
3: But not until uh, 3D is playing baseball with Captain Hook and Smee.
0: Eventually, I'll fucking shave all my forearm hair and I'll go steal Rufio's sword back because it was my sword originally, which we'll call that proverbial sword the fucking Sandy Cohen fucking Hero Train sword. Mm -hmm. I'll grab the Sandy Cohen Hero Train sword back and then fucking put that line in the sand and then say, son, 3D... And all my boys, my lost boys, Mm -hmm. come on over back here because guess now who loves Sandy Cohen again and his Mm -hmm. weak-ass parenting Mm -hmm. skills.
2: You are the parent.
3: Seeing those tights. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, but wasn't quite done with. Cal oh, okay, yet. go ahead. One, one more point to maybe pull you back on Cal. Cal might, Cal might be a cuck. He might be way into uh, getting cheated on. Wow, mm. that's actually a really
1: good point. I could see, see that. I could
3: see that. He was clearly his, uh, his girlfriend from mm-hmm. the earlier episodes who was trying to bang Ryan was not only trying to bang Ryan. Try, yeah. He, so she, she had free reign. He didn't care. She's trying to bang you, Ryan in front of Cal. Yeah. Julie had, he didn't care about Jimmy and Luke. He only cared once the money got involved, like you guys pointed yep. out. Yeah. I think he might be a cuck.
0: God, yeah. I'd pay so much good money to see Cal sitting in an armchair in the corner of a room with a ball gag in his mouth mm-hmm. and his fucking his feet like tied together, mm-hmm. handcuffs, his arms behind his back, and then watch him watching his girlfriend have sex with like Ryan Atwood. So you want to watch him? Yeah. Watch Chino
1: Bang? Would you be in yeah. the closet in this? <laughs> would you be in the closet in this scenario, watching the whole thing? Or would you also yeah. be tied up? i set a up gag? a video camera. Is there a ball gag? <laughs> watch in your it map? back and post. But I, I would say of all the takes we've had, this is definitely in the top five because I can't see it being anything but completely true. Oh he yeah. He did his research on Julie Cooper. Like, the whole Didn't thing care. makes no yeah. sense as to why he's with Julie Cooper. Hmm. She's she's gross. She's trash. She's a bad person. There's probably...
3: He can get hotter and younger. He's already proved that. other... But good heart,
1: but good heart. Yeah, she's got a heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm a bored old guy. I need a trophy wife. I'm going to go with Julie Cooper. And that's after he had his PI follow her and realized that she was yeah. banging her daughter's ex-boyfriend and...
0: Her ex-husband.
1: And her ex-husband and whatever else he found. Yeah, he's into it. Yeah, he's probably there's probably a P tape out there on
3: him. There's <laughs> definitely a pee tape on him. Okay, all right. Uh, next knit to pick. You were a little tough on the Midwest. I, Starting off yeah. with uh, claiming that while the at L.A. events there's salmon encrusted <laughs> snacks, that somehow here in the Midwest we're eating pigs on a stick,
0: yeah. which. First episode jitters. <laughs> is that what that was? Sometimes, yeah.
2: I don't know what
1: the fuck Sometimes that Sometimes you forget what pigs on a blanket are and you call them <laughs> pigs on a pigs stick. Pigs in a
0: blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Yeah. They're not on the blanket, they and don't sit on top. Is <laughs> a pig on a
1: <laughs> stick a corndog? I don't know. Pretty I, sure.
3: I fucked I, that up. Like first episode dog. jitters, dude. And also, I have been to a charity fashion show. My grade school used to have one. Oh, yeah? The only difference was it was like in a basketball gym and like was little kids being cute wasn't wasn't like ten thousand yeah. dollars like real fashion. Show. Well, the
0: thing that probably made that happen is because a little Cincinnati knowledge here trivia is that that you grew up on the east side of town, much more prestigious part of town. Pat and I grew up on the west side. Basically, the OC of Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, essentially the the county of Orange of Cincinnati, and that's why you had charity fashion shows and lacrosse.
3: Yeah, We We didn't have lacrosse. I literally didn't know what lacrosse was until freshman year. Lacrosse lacrosse is the water polo of the Midwest.
1: Exactly. (laughs) That's well put. But yeah, we did hammer on the Midwest a lot. And I think it was just to
3: juxtapose our lives with the OC. Very happy living in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So have you guys ever been to or lived in LA by any chance? Um, we should mention that yeah. on the podcast <laughs> I, hard, was, I, I couldn't tell if
1: you had ever been to LA
0: what's going to be tough is when we do Friday Night Lights because neither of us have spent much time in Texas
1: we're going to have to do a road trip
0: Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Podcast Road Trip, Vicarious Living Podcast Road Trip. It's actually a really good idea.
1: But yeah, that is true. We spent about three months, maybe less, in LA, and we mined I think a you've talked of... about it for three months on the podcast <laughs> A lot <already>. of <laughs> stories out of it.
3: Yeah. A couple quick hitters. Uh, when you're talking about whether Ryan would be... What position he would play, fullback or safety, sounded like you'd never uh, seen a football game before. <laughs> um, BD was... Really, really hard on DJ for being the help. Yeah, DJ. I'll explain fuck that DJ.
1: Is because I I feel like BD was being a little bit ironic because in the show they are so grossed out by the fact that he's the help. Like they're so grossed out. BD that was he actually, grossed out by it. Well, he was being grossed out like in a mirror to the characters on the show. He's not up. that good of an actor.
0: <laughs> they're like
1: they're like oh my god he actually has a job. He is, this
3: guy has a summer job where he works with his hands, and you're dating him? That's Puh. disgusting. Puh. I thought BD was just mad that he was breaking up the uh, the foursome. That's probably the other the thing. Court, the court as soon foursome. as anybody comes into the bubble. I don't like it. A couple more quick hitters. A little bit over the top to give the OC credit for Death Cab for Cutie and the Killers. Oh, Success. are you sure?
1: Well, you're going to have to put
3: yourself in a time tunnel.
1: A time <laughs> machine. You're gonna to have to put yourself time in a time, time. machine, I mean, travel in that time that. machine through the time yeah. tunnel, and realize that those blow ups were timed exactly with their appearance on the OC.
3: Uh correlation causation issue here. I agree with the killers on that. They I were mean, definitely the killers blowing are up bigger outside than the OC of, by yeah. a long shot.
0: And maybe Deathcap, but some of those bands. I mean that, like,
3: their first their first album was gigantic.
0: Image and Heap. Definitely got yeah. famous from the show.
3: Yeah, I just thought those those two were like. Eh. Those two
0: could. I agree. Those two could probably go. They were they were blown up simultaneously. Like, but the other bands like Rooney and stuff, you had never heard of them, and they became somewhat decently sized.
3: Okay, I've got uh, one more, and then one that's not really a uh, a nitpick. Um, but the first one is that I was in the room when Pat. Uh, spit up after taking a shot. Oh yeah! Give the listeners, Fanta. give the listeners a visual. And of that. as BD has pointed out, I do have a uh, a son now. He's eight months old. And what Pat did in that room was exactly baby spit up mm-hmm. after taking that shot. Yeah, and it was orange. It was orange Fanta and vodka. So it was like this orange foam that came out of his mouth and just dripped down straight onto his white, his perfectly white shoe. <laughs> Shout
0: out Fanta! Shout out Pernod Vodka!
1: <laughs> shout out Fanta! We want to, right yeah,
3: right, right, Ferguson. Yeah, um, we want to
0: remind the listeners that we we give a big fuck you to Jamba Juice, fuck Spectrum, but not fuck Fanta. We'd love Fanta as a sponsor.
1: We're a Fanta podcast. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Fanta. Thank
0: Thanks you for Fanta. all the
3: soda for all the years and all, memories.
0: All the soda for Pat to spit up.
3: Alright, so on, on the on the tail end of the uh, pick and net section here, I just thought it would be appropriate to uh, review what we learned throughout the podcast so far about uh, what turns BD on and what turns BD off. Uh, oh yes,
0: I'm very interested in this, yes. Um,
3: would you like to start with your likes or your dislikes?
0: Um, I want to start with my likes, because my dislikes are going to piss me off too much. Okay. And I'll sidetrack us.
3: Likes. We had raspy voice. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. Curly hair. Yeah. Headwear. Yep. Uggs, which is ridiculous and gross. In. Pillowy lips. That was Pat. Nope, that was you with Marissa's pillowy lips. I'll take it. I also, but for the record, I also enjoy pillowy lips. That's both of us. And then, you may not have even realized you threw this one in there, but... Extra good plant feed. Your response to uh, the plant lady trying to seduce you by complimenting your dick bulge and your khakis?
2: Boner jams.
3: Uh, was, uh, hey Michelle, are you using that extra good plant feed in your watering skills? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, apparently plant the plant feed does it for you.
0: Hey, you know what? If a plant lady comes in late at night at the workplace when the sexual tension is, you can cut it with a fucking spoon... Then yeah, lock me the fuck up because I'm gonna have a boner.
3: Fair enough. Uh this might be a good place to put in a little clip. Uh oh. I don't know if you've ever seen um Coffee Town, this HBO movie that starred uh um Dennis Reynolds, John Ralphio, uh oh. Stevie Janowski and Tyra Colette from Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene with uh Stevie Janowski it's on YouTube. It's it's uh straight is gay is what it's called and stevie janowski explaining why having sex with chicks is super gay and having sex with a dude is straight okay i'd love to put that clip in about 40 second clip fucking hysterical i'm gonna put that clip in right
2: here you know what i was thinking about last night when you think about it being straight is gay i mean how gay is it being attracted to a woman? all pink and perfumey. You know, it's like, ooh, I like girls. I want to rub it up against girls. But you want to be straight. Shove it up another guy's ass. That's straight. You see what I'm saying? Are you gay? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, what's straighter than having sex with another guy?
1: Everything. Literally everything. Now, you guys are homophobes. Of straight people? Yeah, well, I
2: call them gay people.
1: <laughs>
3: Good stuff. Okay, Good. Art, that's uh, art, So, we'll, uh, so now, now we'll move on to uh, the disgusts. Yeah. Which almost every one of these, you specifically said disgust idiot. Yep. Uh, drunk girls, girls. Fuck that. Girls with casts on their legs. Oh, okay. Let
0: me just be very clear on that. That, I am going to hold firm on. And... And it is, rem- it is literally just the lower body casts. If yeah, she like has an times. arm cast, totally fine with it. And like we talked about, that's just good
3: story time. Okay. Girls with casts. So drunk girls. Girls with casts on their legs. Mm-hmm. Girls who are into you. Hate that. Cankles. Oh, gross. Tied tight gym shoes. Making me throw up. Crying. Crying and running. Sometimes that can be cool. Running. hate all running. Pixie cuts. <laughs> bangs. And uh, anyone crawling towards you on the ground.
0: Yeah. Uh, pretty good list. That's a pretty, pretty good beginner's pretty list of what I hate. Yeah. Yeah. All those things. What was the one in there? Was it... Girls who are into you? Yes. <laughs> so I just want to be very fucking clear. Like, Pat, are you into that? When you're at a bar, if a girl comes up to you and it's like clear that she's trying to hook up. Depends Are on you the girl. into that?
3: Yeah, depends on the girl. Totally depends on the girl.
0: <sighs> Man.
3: If I'm into it, I think I'm into it. Yeah. I just
0: can't get I can't get into it. What unless... I do,
3: what I definitely don't like
1: is if uh, if you're trying to, regardless of with, whether you're hitting on someone or not, if the opposite is true, where some girl without knowing you won't even give you the time of day. I don't like that. I feel like you might.
0: Oh, that turns me up. I know. It just I just I get turned I get so turned on. By the challenge of it, and it's not as much that the girl is disgusted by me and wants nothing to do with me. I think it's just I get way more turned on by the challenge of, oh man, if I fucking pull this off.
3: You're so turned on by the challenge that you're specifically turned off by a lack of challenge. Yeah, that's a good way. I just like a friendly person. That's
0: not a game player. Good warm body. Yeah. okay all right we got it we got to move we got it there's plenty
3: plenty more where those came from but uh we'll save those for another time
0: yeah um okay let's get into this this is going to be a real a real interesting section here about follow-up questions only season one and season two because we could go back to season three and four of the oc who knows on okay so questions from season one and season two
3: Um, BD, do you regret not re- finding KG on the beach when you went to find him? Or do you think in hindsight that maybe it's a good thing you didn't since, uh, you know, don't want to meet your heroes and, you know, you're being a gigantic creep and probably wouldn't have known what to say or do anything like that? Yeah,
0: so context on that. What I did was I woke up at 5 a.m. in the morning one day because I knew my hero, my basketball hero, Kevin Garnett, ran on the beach uh, of Ma- the beaches of Malibu. Every single morning in Los Angeles. So what I did was is I woke up one morning and just drove to Malibu to see if I could find him on the beach. Just looking for tall black guys. So so my answer to that, do I regret it or is it probably good? It's probably good, honestly. I mean, that would have been the greatest day of my life. But then what good is that? Then it's just all downhill the rest of my life. So.
3: Well, that's, that's a perspective I hadn't even considered.
0: And he probably would have just been super creeped out that this yeah, fucking white dude was coming was up. That's a
3: perspective I had considered. Yeah,
0: because if you're running on the beach at 5 a.m., you're not trying
3: to get stopped by, by fucking white guys. No, or you know, probably don't want them hanging out by your uh, driveway or any of that other stuff either. I didn't know about stalker the, status. I didn't, I didn't know about the driveway piece. I. Mean, kind of I, I learned, I learned that thing. live on the so pod. Yep. Okay. Um, so that was that was my LA question for Wind. And then pipes going to your brush with stardom, mm-hmm. meeting mm-hmm. the real life Marissa Cooper. Oh. Yeah. Looking back on it, how do you feel about the interaction? Would you play it any differently?
1: I would say positive. It was really exciting. Let's just say that. And no, I absolutely wouldn't have played it a single bit differently.
3: So getting smoke (laughs) blown in your face was the best case scenario. Yes. I I kind of agree. I mean... I got (laughs) yelled at
1: by Bob Knight, I understand. (laughs) Exactly. Like, what else else could I have expected out of that situation? Yeah. It's like, she turned to me and she was like, oh my god, you watched The O.C.? That's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, I did watch The O.C. And then I started asking her questions. I don't think that would ever happen. So I can't, like, I can't then... Count that as the, just, the peak of what
3: could have happened. Just having the confidence Cause that's to get
1: me. the smoke blown in your face was basically. The fact that I said anything yeah. is best case scenario. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that, that,
3: that tracks. Yeah. She looked at me. Let's just say that. Move on to the next one. What is the absolute most responsibility that you would give Jimmy Cooper? Like, what is the whoa, most important whoa. thing you could see yourself trusting him with in your life?
0: Let me just caveat this by saying, Tate, we love you.
3: No, oh, this is Jimmy Cooper, not Tate Donovan. This is the character he plays. I'm yeah, sorry, so it's hard know, for me to distinguish Tate.
0: too because he's he's he lives. He is a it. He lives he is it. He lives it.
3: I do. I think he was method. Yeah. He probably did some really shady stuff. While I would he was trust Tate Donovan character. with my life. Yeah,
1: Jimmy Cooper. <laughs> if I was going like out of town for a long weekend, like a uh, three day weekend, I might uh, come and let him check on my cat. Like make mm, sure that. Make sure the that's, cat's fed.
0: Make sure he's get the little
1: more responsibility than I was expecting you to give him. Okay,
0: here's all I trust. Tate Well, I mean, no.
1: Here's the thing. There's no way he would show up. But like,
3: <laughs> but your cat won't die. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Because it's three days. Yeah. And he's got. He got. He's got his fuckboat. He doesn't need your your condo for anything.
0: Yeah. See, honestly, it's like if I stick with that same example of like you're out of town. Well, so if I if I hone it in a little bit more to like what's the most that you could trust Jimmy Cooper to to take care of? I wouldn't even go that far to say, like, check on the cat, because I would just assume that Jimmy Cooper would come in, he would fucking kill the cat, and then steal all the cat's money. Yeah. So I would wouldn't trust him with that. Would
1: act like he was confused as to why it happened? And then probably. some guys
0: would beat him up for killing the cat and stealing the cat's money. But what I would say is about the most that I could trust Jimmy Cooper with if I, if I was out of town was, would just be... Drive by my house and just let me know that, like, the grass is still growing. Like, I don't want him to touch the grass. I don't want him to cut it. I'm definitely not, not going to let him go in the fucking house and touch any of my shit.
3: Yeah, that's more what I was expecting. Pets an idiot. Let's just,
1: <laughs> let's just say this. If Jimmy Cooper were working at Subway uh-huh. and I came in and I was they like, could oh. could never keep that job. Yeah, I, I want a turkey sandwich and then I'm going to go about my day. He would ruin that sandwich so bad, it would ruin my day.
0: He'd probably pee in
3: it. If you're at if you're hanging out at a party or just like watching a game with him and he like got up to do something and you said, "Hey Jimmy, uh, will you grab me a beer." And he said, "Yeah, sure, no problem." I would what odds are you putting on him coming back? I would back only with that do beer? that if huh. I wasn't thirsty. <laughs> if you if you had a full beer in your hand already, maybe two. Yeah okay good question um all right this is a big one because this was this was uh hit on several times throughout the pod and i want i want to get a final ruling is misha barton a good actor so and if so does that mean she made the choice to play marissa with a slight mental handicap so in some of her scenes especially like
1: the scenes where she's with Ryan and they're supposed to just be hanging out as girlfriend and boyfriend. It's so painfully awkward to watch that... I'm putting that on Ben Button's chemistry, though. Yeah. They just have no that's chemistry. On but I can't figure out if that's her being a bad actor or if they're supposed to just play awkward teenagers. The tough part is I need to see her in something else.
0: Because Actually, you know what? That is a good point because in the OH in Ohio... Fucking underrated movie with Paul Rudd. And Danny DeVito. And Danny DeVito. The O.H. in Ohio. Great, great indie movie. So you're saying that if you were in a car accident, became a paraplegic, and your penis didn't work, that you would just
2: give up on life?
0: You got it. In that movie, she is actually really good. I honestly, as much as I hate Marissa, and in about mm, five minutes, I'm going to tell you how much I really hate Marissa with a little segment we have sponsored by our fine sponsors. But what I will say is that she is, I think she's a good actor. I, I, what I think is, she's kind of like a J.R. Smith. She has things that she does really, really well, and she has things that she doesn't do so well. So why isn't she at, like, a Rachel McAdams level in, in oh, her, her acting? Career. Which
1: NBA player is Rachel McAdams?
0: Like a Dwayne Wade. Okay. So why why is she not at that level? Is because she's not versatile. Like, Rachel McAdams can go in there and play the mean girl in Mean Girls, or she can come right out and play The notebook. notebook. She can play The Notebook and just kill it as a leading lady who you love. So, Misha Barton doesn't have that skill set. But, what I will say is what she is good at is like J.R. Smith. If, if she's coming in, heating up like a fucking microwave, you want to ride her. And, no nah, pun intended. You want to ride her into the ground, sexually, and mm-hmm. in the game. And, you just, she's so good at playing drunk, She's so good at playing a mess, and she's so good at playing, like, distraught and all fucked up. She's really good at those. But to Pat's point, she can't do it all. She's not good at just hanging out. Yeah, her down
1: (laughs) moments, she's awesome at all the things that you said she's great at. But I like, I think really good actors are just interesting to watch on screen. Like, um.
0: Yeah, that's why she's not a McAdams.
1: Yeah, some some actors, like, who's the guy um, he's in, Inglorious Bastards? Brett Pitt. Pitt.
0: And, um,
1: Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. like Everything that guy does is interesting. Yeah. Like you could just, like... You could watch him, like, on his email or something. That's why he wins be the Best Supporting
3: Actor Oscar, like, every, every year. year.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. It just... It seems like if she were really
0: good, the downtime moments would be a little stronger.
1: You just so, gotta treat her for what she is. You you know
3: she's a J.R. Smith, so she don't
0: ever start her, but just know that if so, you... So,
3: was, was it part of her J.R. Smith heat check to... Play Marissa as having a slight mental handicap.
0: Mm, See, that's where I don't know if we give her total credit for that. I don't know. Uh, I don't think she's like a Nick Cage.
3: I mean, JR Smith can hit four or five threes in a row. Yeah.
0: She could have pulled it off a few scenes here and there. But I don't know if JR Smith can tell you why he missed the four or five in a row he missed. Definitely not. (laughs) So, like, like LeBron James could tell you, like, oh, like.
3: He literally. Clearly doesn't normally know the score of the game.
0: Exactly. So he's not consciously going out there saying uh, "mental handicap for me tonight," but he's just doing it. Okay.
3: So one last quick, quick one that isn't on the list, which is: is the sh- would the show be better if they had more high school, less high school, no high school at all, or did they have the exact right amount of high school? Exact right amount. We've talked about
1: this. They start out being kind of in high school, and then at a certain point, like mid towards the end of season one. You forget completely that they're in high school. But did you
3: like that part better? Or well, when you, they were in high school while
1: while it was happening. We're like, this is so weird. Like they're just they're living the lives of young professionals, and the high school is not even a thing. Do they study? Do they do anything? They need more. At and point. then I think they got notes about that. And then the beginning of the second season, yeah. when like Lindsay was involved, yeah. All of a sudden, they're like hitting the books, studying, stressed about and stuff, too and much it sucked. It was the worst. Yeah. So I think I think they did it the right amount because the episodes i liked better they just got high school out of there completely and scenes took
3: place while they're in the study lounge or whatever but like they weren't stressed St- about study lounge level yeah fair enough all right here's a big one what is the single worst thing that anyone on the show does to another character i think this one
1: unless i'm missing something big this one was pretty easy for me i'm going to have to go with julie cooper having sex with her high school daughter's ex-boyfriend
0: I'll agree with that. I had a different one, but now that I hear you say that, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely the worst. So, what
3: was your runner-up then?
0: I I mean, I just went, I went to our our hero, uh, Jimmy Cooper, Tate Donovan, just fucking swindling everyone's money away. I mean, like, he didn't just swindle, like, one guy's money away, it was the entire county's money. He was the Bernie made off of Orange County. Yeah, so, like, I thought that was pretty bad, but then as soon as you said the Julie Cooper thing, I'm like... If I had to choose though, if like both are my parents and one guy's Bernie Madoff and one one guy's having sex with my girlfriend. So you
3: get two gay dads in this scenario. I got two
0: gay dads and I'm like, alright, one of my gay dads is having sex with my my gay boyfriend uh-huh. and then the other one is swindling away the county's money. I'd just rather have the fucking one who's swindling money away and keep sucking my boyfriend's dick.
3: Yeah. No, don't. You You yeah. don't want him sucking your boyfriend. No, I'll keep, keep okay. I'll keep doing it. It wasn't quite clear. I'll
0: keep sucking Romeo's dick.
3: He's got a name? Romeo. All right. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question. In your humble expert opinions, which character won the show? The MVP of season Ooh. one two.
1: This one for me, also... Pretty easy. I'm going Seth Cohen.
3: Very
2: defendable
1: opinion. He was the standout. Um, He carried like like I was talking about before the kind of the the moments of the show where it was just kind of filler with his humor. He drove a lot of these plot lines forward, and also he established this new archetype that every single girl our age loves to Uh this day. Yeah, like before that, girls only liked a Ryan Atwood or a Luke. God, My that's guy. such a true point. Seth by Cohen you. Seth Cohen comes on the scene, and girls are like, "Oh, this guy's unathletic and kind of nerdy, but he's kind of funny and makes me laugh.
0: Sarcastic. He's sarcastic. Yeah, funny. I'm in. I'm in. Tall and slanky. This, he's th- not all ripped. Like he's not all jacked up. He's just a skinny guy. So exactly. the
3: actor gets credit for Death Cab, The Killers, and making nerdy hot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If they're charismatic, self aware, and tall, and Sarcastic and funny, then nerdy's real hot. If that's a nerd, because that's be the tall. They gotta that's the tall. big caveat. Got to be tall. I, I wouldn't say they made
3: nerdy hot because th- he's not a nerd. Like yeah, hey, we still watch not. it. Like yeah. and we're like, well, yeah, that's the nerd. To Pat, to Pat's point, that is what he made cool. He he didn't make actual nerds cool.
2: Like, no, he, he made, made he didn't make a he nerd slightly
3: hipster like sarcastic dudes.
0: Yeah, he didn't he didn't make a guy who's like, you know, 5'2 full-grown male with a ton of acne and 500 pounds, a hot right. nerd hot. What he did was he just made it not like Pat said it's not it's no longer you got to be jacked to be hot. You got to have that 2000s haircut that we always saw in like real world and stuff, which is like a weird like quaff in the middle that all hot guys had.
1: Yeah, I remember. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I
0: never knew exactly how they did it. Magic, like weird magic cloth. So that he did take that away, where that's no longer the norm of hot guys.
1: He made it possible for the any man to just fake like he's got some confidence
3: mm-hmm. in the
0: girl. And tip for the kids, kids, that's why we say if you don't have confidence, fucking fake it.
3: No one will know. So did Pat convince you? Yeah. On that one, yeah. Is that who you had anyway? No.
0: My personal one, and this is just me personally, once I heard the picking nits, but me personally, I'm still gonna go fucking Cal and Julie Cooper because they won the show for this podcaster.
3: Even though one of them's dead by the end of season two?
0: Yeah, that was the last episode. So I'm saying, so. Yeah, I I gotta say I gotta say those too, while I agree with Pat that Seth Cohen I could I can get on board with that. I just wanna make sure that Caleb and Julie get their due because God damn! Did they fucking
3: deliver?
0: Yeah,
1: you, you, By the way, you
3: spent the last probably ten episodes making sure they got their due. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now I they will got say, it. I will, in the history, books. I will
1: fully defend BD for love and cow because rewatching this, like, what was it, fifteen years later? How many times do we love what he said? And siding with the bad guy, who's like this old crusty man, um, was just a great perspective for yeah. me.
3: So that's that's either you guys uh, being Peter Pan after post Neverland, or. That's uh, 15 years of the main characters in TV shows being bad people. I think it's just... Yeah, yeah, it could be be the anti-hero
1: thing. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Like, Cal, for sure, is a terrible dad. Um, Yeah. He's just a bad guy. Bad grandpa. He's super racist. Mm -hmm. Um, He screws dozens of characters out uh, Mm -hmm. in the show. But, like, you'll get a scene where he comes in dressed in all black with a briefcase full of money. Yeah. And two bruisers, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" That's the anti. There we go. Let's, he let's he do doesn't
0: go off. He's everything that if you accept him as the villain, he delivers, and he just fucking brings the heat. Fair enough. But yeah, can, yeah, I the think the villain can win the show. I think the yeah. fact, yeah, I think the fact
1: that he that we're so used to the anti-hero now is
0: probably why we jump
3: on board with him. Separate. Breaking Bad. Yeah.
0: Sons of Anarchy. So
3: now that we've covered which, which character won the show. What actual. Real-life human being won the show. Obviously, Tate Donovan. Yeah, Tate. Number one on the list. We can, yeah, we can. We can. Yeah, this is all after our hero. Yeah, okay. he's, who's number he's, two? two. He's,
1: he's, oh, oh, oh shit! I was gonna say he still the answer right out of my mouth.
0: Yeah. Oh. I have. I went on this one human being wise who won the show. I got to go big time. If we just keep the two, if we kept it to the whole series. I would have thrown Chris Pratt in there from season four. Oh, uh, so
3: you're just going, who's the biggest star? So yeah, I,
0: I went from, okay, now we're taking characters out of it. Who came out of this show and, like, crushed it as a human, like, acting career-wise? And I'd have to go Chris Pratt, who played Shay in season four. But that's off the table because it's only two seasons, so i got to go with Olivia Wilde. Because she's the hottest. She dated, who'd she date? Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds? No,
1: she's she, married. JC.
3: fucking, married oh
0: yeah, I don't know why I was... Put her with Reynolds, my shoe brother. Yes, she is married to Jason Sudeikis, who just seems like the coolest dude. And she went full nude in a movie at one point. Full frontal nudity, winning as a human. And that's crushing that's
2: it. That's for you. That's not
0: for her, that's for you. <laughs> yeah, this is a question for me. And then crushed it career-wise.
3: She was in Tron. I think there's a, uh, a oh, fair sh- argument to be made for her not just... Based on what she's gone to do but from this, but based on... I definitely think back on the OC and it's like, God, Alex from the OC was oh, so hot. life-changing So when that hot. happened. She's And, and uh, I think it was Pat's... Maybe it was, I can't remember who it was that called it out, but just the eyes. The oh, eyes. Popped. The eyes. Fuck you up. They fuck you up. Magical. Magical eyes. I'm
1: with him.
0: With
3: him? If, I thought, not, if not,
1: take Donovan. It's got to be Olivia Wilde.
3: The mm-hmm. the only the other answer I was thinking might be in there somewhere would be Josh Schwartz. But I don't think he did much after this. The, the it's his though. He he gets to
1: be remembered as the auteur who he gets to be, gets to be the, the guy OC. like oh you know the OC yeah and that was me.
0: It's like with this vicarious living podcast we're gonna go down with like yeah we created that. Schwartz
3: has a pretty cool thing of like I created but, the OC. But it's given that uh, the real winner of this podcast also Tate Donovan. Yeah mm-hmm. that's true. So. He's gonna blow up after this. All right, moving on. What was your favorite episode of the first two seasons?
1: I don't know the name, BD. You probably do the name. <laughs> know the name of this episode? By the way, quick sidebar. Did you find it fascinating how he has a photographic memory for this show? Like we'd be fast forward or like we'd be in the the menu, the DVD menu, trying to figure out which episode to watch next. everything He knew everything happened, he everything be like, happened. oh yeah, this is the one where this happens. I was just like, bye, yeah. That's why I'm hitching my wagon to this guy. Alright, so um, what
0: what's your yeah. answer? <laughs> what's your favorite episode? Yeah. So long all finale. Okay.
3: The Yeah. Yeah. When, the when, truth. Uh, By the way, yeah. just to when just, Sandy, so, I just so
0: I can live up here, it's called the truth. Yeah, that episode. Fair. That's yeah. what I'm talking
3: about. When, when Sandy calls for the keys, Exactly.
1: Because I hated that piece of shit so much, and that tension had been building for, like, six episodes, something like that. Yep. And when he finally got his due, felt awesome.
0: I'm going to put that clip in right here. It's just, the weirdest thing happened. So, you know the concierge at the front desk? Her name's Natalie. Natalie Bishop. The same as your ex-girlfriend, right? It's just, how weird is that? Yeah,
1: I know what you're thinking, but...
0: There is no ex-girlfriend, is there?
1: Marissa, I can
0: explain. I have to go. Hey, no, 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 please. Okay, I'm sorry, I always do this.
2: Why do I always do this? Oliver, stop it! Damn stop it! Me. Oliver, stop!
0: I'm sorry, okay, I'm so sorry. I just heard you on the phone with him and I didn't know what
1: to Chris, do. okay,
3: so why don't you just put the gun down and we can talk about oh, it?
1: No, I can't, you'll Oliver,
3: leave. Oliver, I have to go sometime. What,
1: to him? To him, right?
0: What about me, huh? You and I are friends. We will always be friends. Friends? Friends, Marissa, I'm in love with you. How could you not know that? I've always been. You're the one who gets me.
3: The only one who gets me. The only thing in my life that I love. Then why would you want to hurt me?
0: I mean, like I said... Roll out the fu- the the Emmy awards for that scene too. Like God, did he crush that? Is looking like a manic, just crazed. I'd go along with that. I put down here the rainy day women because I mean that one for me always just rings so true. Like in the rain, it's pouring down rain outside. That song is playing. Oh, they they mirrored the Spider Man episode. Like God, it was just, and. and as you said, Seth's our hero, and we were just, like, waiting, waiting. We fucking hated Zach. He was such a douche. And then, like, all of a sudden, he finally got her back, and that...
1: It felt like we kissed Rachel Billson upside
3: down in the rain. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yep. I definitely. Feel, still feel yeah. like I've done that. mm mm-hmm. uh, Yep. Quick tangent question on that. Uh, as BD's talking about awards, how how many um, Emmys do you think the O.C. was nominated for, and how many do you think it won? This
0: is only going to piss me off. So, what's your guess? Because then I, follow, I saw the fucking three stars on Hulu, and it just I made me irate.
1: I'm going to go nominated for...
0: 550.
1: <laughs> nominated for... Four <laughs> Emmys. Four seasons. Four Emmys. I don't know. How well, you Emmys can win seasons. multiple all, Emmys. And it's all
3: like actors and directing and all, uh, that, all that stuff.
1: All right, let's go 10.
0: I no, no, I'd say 18 nominations.
3: Only one. You're saying one zero win? Zero wins. You're right about that. Also, God zero nominations. It. God damn it! <laughs> what the fuck? It did, however, get nominated for such a, a solid joke. amount of Teen Choice Awards. Uh, it won a Breakout TV Show in 2004. Yeah. Also won Breakout Female TV Star. Who? Marissa? Yep. <laughs> okay. It won uh, Choice TV Actor, Drama, Slash, Action, Adventure. <laughs> all right. Winner, now, Adam Brody. Now we're talking. Okay. And it won Choice TV Show, Drama, <laughs> Slash, so Action, Adventure. So these are all Nickelodeon movie. Teen Choice Awards? Uh, is that who does it? MTV. Uh, Presented annually by the Fox Broadcasting Company, which Fox does it, which know. is the channel itself. <laughs> wow, okay. they gave awards their own show. It's uh, it honors the year's biggest achievements in music, movie, sports, television, as voted by teenagers aged twelve to nineteen.
0: Well, I want to take a dump all over the Marissa nomination, <laughs> and you know what? Fine, you know what? That's perfect because hey. that that brings me. To my Marissa Cooper is the worst of the week. That's the MCITW of the week, and that is brought to you by Wickloware. Be free and explore, W I C K L O W, where. Get all your outdoor gear at Wicklowwear.com. I want to give my MCITW of the week to Marissa Cooper for winning that fucking award, because that's Good bullshit.
3: Good call. See Fuck it. that.
0: Marissa shouldn't be winning any fucking awards. If anything, I would just. I would be giving them to like special one off episodes to like. Oliver, and then who saying came in and just, like, even Kirsten Cohen, like, crushed it. Like, on her, on her drunken scenes and everything, it's bullshit that Marissa won any awards. Even Teen Choice Awards? Fuck Teen Choice uh, Awards.
3: The OC also was uh, nominated seven times and won once in the uh, PRISM Awards, which are awarded annually to shows making realistic depictions of drug and alcohol dependence. So... There you go, doing some
0: good. All right, that's some good. <laughs> There's some good, kids. Be All free right. and explore. So, Brought so you we away. had
3: the. Uh, I feel like we we maybe touched on what the answer is going to be to this next question a little bit. But what was your favorite moment from the first two seasons?
1: I'm stealing my moment right out of BD's favorite episode. <sighs> down, I'm kiss. going with the airport sequence. Mm. Cue Oasis. Um, Wonderwall musical. Wonderwall cue. musical cue. <laughs> straight into champagne supernova. yeah 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 yeah. my bad my bad fans I I wish it was Wonderwall Um, straight into um, the upside down kiss that was my favorite scene from the whole show
0: okay for this one um, I considered Marissa for this for screaming we didn't actually cover this on the podcast but there's that this scene honey instead of shutting me out just tell me what's bothering you you really want to know what's bothering me do you do you really want to know what's on my mind? Yes.
2: Ah! Ah! Ah!
0: Ah! Ah! So there was that scene that I considered as my favorite moment because um, it's pathetic.
3: So, so weird pick. Yeah, I considered it.
0: <laughs> it's I considered it.
3: Um, I
0: also no it was just like favorite moment in terms of like funniness because oh. it was such a joke
3: how she screamed La- laughing at it
0: yeah favorite moment Um, I also had Pat's o- or um moment with the in the rain obviously I also considered Oliver's meltdown because that moment was fucking classic but if I had to just choose one I gotta go with Marissa shooting
3: and what you say yeah I got it. it's I tough
0: think. not to pick and what I you say it. I got to. I mean, that, that, that is, to me, that's the most iconic moment. If, if you, there's so many people who've never seen the show, but because of the SNL skit and everything like that, they know that song, they know that scene. So that's why I had to pick that.
3: Last and possibly most important question for the question section. If you could recast one role, who would it be and who would you replace him with? I'll go ahead with this
1: one. Um, The role is easy. You guys might make fun of me for my choice because it's a bit outlandish. I'm going Ryan Atwood, recast.
0: No, no, no. That was mine too. So, yeah.
3: The obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Button's
0: McKenzie.
1: Yeah. So, it's obvious that Ben Button's McKenzie, although we love him, he did as good as he could have done. We don't love him.
3: He sucks. He's, yeah, he's the worst part of the show by by Country Mile.
1: He did as good as he could have done (laughs) with what he has. But if we w- your... were replaced with someone good, this show would have been, which is hard to imagine. It would imagine. have won Emmys. It would have won Emmys, and my pick is a dark and brooding, departed era Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: That's too. That's too
1: aggressive. I know, but that, I get to pick anybody that I want to pick. So I'm going Leo. Okay, that's
0: too much.
1: Too that's much star too power. power.
3: We Even if I could pick it, I wouldn't.
0: Okay, so this is just a good. Bra- this is just a good time to brainstorm because. We did already cover this. We've already talked about wanting to recast the Ben Buttons McKenzie role. And we've thrown out some realistic choices, unlike Pat's completely outlandish one. You got to keep in mind, Pat, in 2003, Leo was like crushing it.
1: Oh, I didn't realize this was realistic.
0: Well, I'd like I didn't to realize some we thought. had to get
1: Leo's agent on the phone and see if we could get him an offer.
0: We wouldn't even call Leo's agent in 2003. I we wouldn't even get him on the phone.
3: I, I still something? don't think he's i right Leo's pick. agent on the phone. Oh, I I don't think he's the right pick. B, you're time-traveling him with the Departed stuff, I feel like. A uh, right.
1: I was just picturing, patron- because the, the only reason I bring it up is because we talked about him on the podcast. God, Pat's
3: obsessed with Leo. I do love Leo. That's
1: fair. Um, because BD didn't think he was a big enough badass to play Ryan. And I was like, what about him Departed? He's kind of a badass in that. Okay,
0: realistic choices. We did toss out one of the Hemsworth brothers. Where are they? 2003, they're probably overseas, but that's they're the age. They're fucking hot as shit. They're brooding. They're ripped as fuck. See Thor. And it, like they would have been in the right place career wise. They
3: hadn't so blown up through. yet. I'm
1: not gonna sit here and tell you that I don't want a Hemsworth he, brother in this. Yeah, and so, we can just we wouldn't. can distort reality mean. a
3: little bit here. Yeah. Like I would say the perfect pick and it would only be if it didn't ruin his role that made him famous would be to, to take Taylor Kitch, Tim Riggins right out of I mean, yeah. the lights, and drop him in there. That's a, like, that's so, an, an obvious nice pick pack. and and that one I would
0: not begrudge because but it's like we are we we know that he did get that
3: chance and he did crush it and deliver crushed it he I mean God we're gonna see it but the, could you imagine we're how good it. the OC would have been if it was just Tim Riggins as well one
0: right now Tim Riggins would have been taller than Marissa which would have been nice gonna start and this he is... wouldn't he Josh Schwartz wouldn't have had to invent 10 inch heels boots. For fucking
3: Taylor Kitsch, because he would have just been over five six. It would have made sense why everyone wanted to fuck him really badly, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, Caleb's girlfriend. By yeah. the way,
1: this is blowing
3: my mind. I really want to see that show. Taylor Kitsch as Ryan Atwood. Be perfect. Yeah. Uh, besides just the acting and the looks, the thing that Ben Buttons just didn't have at all was acting. Like, be- yeah, but believing that he was like this brooding right. dude he, he who could beat the, ass at any moment he didn't and have also, a vibe. Like, he just didn't no. have the vibe at all. So the actor has has to have that like I should say, I believe that Tim Riggins was hammered all the time at age fifteen when he was on his way to football practice. Obviously. If,
1: if Tim let's like this is what I'm thinking about. If Tim Riggins is like Crashing in your pool house for the first couple weeks before you really know him, like you're you're actually you're nervous. Yeah, like this guy, he's probably sneaking in beers.
3: Like it's the
0: hair, it's it's all of it. It's all of yeah. He smells like alcohol.
3: (laughs) He smells like heaven (laughs) and hot guy. The the heart is pure gold though. Exactly.
0: He's perfectly cast. I, I can't wait to just we are gonna God when we watch Friday Night Lights. We're doing that next, by the way, kids. When we do that next, like God damn. It's gonna feel so good to watch a brooding character just yeah we're gonna just take, nail it
1: we're gonna take the brood training wheels off yep and just
3: just get a masterclass in how to brood. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll that'll do it for the follow up questions section. Um, just want to close with some uh, some Mount Rushmores, some all time top fours from uh, from the experts here. <laughs> All categories for the, of these Mount Rushmore's that were that were hinted at throughout the pod that maybe these things did or even definitely they made your top fours. Yeah. So we're gonna see the official top fours. Uh, we'll start with top four. What's your Mount Rushmore of all-time TV shows, and does The OC make the cut? The OC definitely makes the cut for me.
1: Yeah, dude, the OC makes the cut.
0: It makes the cut, top four. I would put that on the Mount Rushmore. I'd put Friday Night Lights on the Mount Rushmore. Those two have to be on there for me for this podcaster. But anything outside of that, I'm open for discussion on the final two Mount Rushmore spots. Like, I would want to throw maybe Breaking Bad on there. I would want to throw maybe... Me personally, be King of Queens, but I don't think that would be like on there for you guys.
3: It doesn't have to be. What, let's list some around other. Around what, let's one. list some other shows. So what are some Bra- other- Breaking Bad would be my number one. Bra- I'll put that on there. Um, I would go Friday Night Lights. Yep. I'd go personally The Wire. Mm, that for me, it's not. Yeah. My, my my fourth spot, I think, would be pretty wide open. Could be talked into lots of things, but even though I've got lots of like issues with it in Some ways I think I'd have to go Game of Thrones for that last spot.
1: Got a lot of similarities here. Um, I put OC Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm throwing in Mad Men, that's close. Yeah. Um, Friday Night Lights also up in that mix. Um, and I'm a sucker for Alley Sunny in Philadelphia. You have to list six, yeah. That's six guys, there's <laughs> you gotta only pick four. four. Well, I got four of them in there, and you he,
0: better include Friday Night Lights because we're doing that next. You guys can figure out which ones are the runners
1: up. By the way, <laughs> you, big source—you run- told us what they were. Big source of frustration for me uh, doing this podcast with BD. He's never seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. so That's like, there's so many times I wanted to make a Always Sunny in Philadelphia reference. Love. He's also the person so, I
3: know who's probably the most like Dennis Reynolds. Exactly. So.
1: I'm going to take this moment since you're here and you've seen them both. Do you remember yeah. the character Zach from The OC? Yes. He's Ben the Soldier from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Zach? He doesn't play, well, he
3: doesn't play this, the same guy. I'm just think, so I'm thinking of Ben, Ben the Soldier, isn't that, uh... oh, I was saying their personalities. Are oh, <laughs> the, I was saying the actor. No. I
1: like, That's no, what I thought you were saying too. My bad guys. Their, their personalities. <laughs> are same. Pat's the worst at picking him out Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys want the official? In the official. OC, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Mad Men. No how are you
0: gonna get the fucking kids jacked up for friday night lights which we're about hey, to do next it made top. us top five <laughs> <laughs> it's in my top five, top six uh, what what other shows am i missing because i feel like there's i'm missing something where there's for, one for me, that i would for sure slide there's in. a
3: whole bunch of comedies like the the awesome office movie, being on that list. the office uh parks, parks and, Rack, and rec 30 rock like there's a bunch of those which weirdly a lot of them actually are network shows which I wouldn't have thought what what are
0: draw- lost um, would be in the mix I guess right See, lost and
3: this for me why USC doesn't make shameless make, make it is uh that while the first two seasons were up there with absolutely anything trailed it, off it, it trailed off real hard after two seasons and especially into the fourth season and also like they just I mean they could have spread the storyline out more yeah than had it
0: What'll be interesting is to narrow it down to what our teen drama... This is a teen drama podcast. What'll be real interesting is if we want to narrow down our teen drama Mount Rushmore, because then obviously Friday Night Lights and OC are one and two on that list. When you get into the next shows, though, what comes after that? Is it your One Tree Hill? Is it your Dawson's Creek, Beverly Hills 90210? Is it getting into reality shows like Laguna Beach? I mean,
3: this is why you're the expert, because after those top two, not seen any of the other ones.
0: Well, what'll be real cool is after we do Friday Night Lights and we get into One Tree Hill, you to go back and as our number one super fan and watch One Tree Hill.
3: Really don't want to, but might have to. You'll
0: have to. And it is good. It's Friday Night Lights, except it's a basketball version of Friday Night Lights. If that gets your dick wet.
3: I love b-ball. If I believe you. A couple couple quick ones. We'll go through these much quicker and maybe you don't have to give a full top four on this, but does does Oliver officially make the cut for your top four TV villains of all time?
0: TV or including movies?
3: Well, if he he makes it including movies, that's really impressive.
0: No, that's tough. I
3: think there's way more memorable movie villains. Yeah, so TV let's villains. just
0: keep it to TV. So just just keeping it to TV.
3: I feel like he's up there. He's,
0: he's up there. He's got to be up there, because I mean, you have like... So, jo- Joffrey. Joffrey's Joffrey. From uh, Game of Thrones. You you don't know him, but you'll know him when we do this. One Tree Hill, the dad. Fucking Dan. I think his name is Dan. One of the biggest fucking... Is it Dan? I think it's Dan. Let's hope so. <laughs> Dan the fucking man. He is he is a real dick. He kills a guy, too. He officially kills a guy, so that makes him Ill. And the guy's his brother. He kills his own brother. Shoots him. That's pretty rough. Fratricide, Sorry to blow it. But, but doctor,
1: Yeah. I threw in... Um, Pete Campbell from Mad Men.
3: I was going to make that joke. That who would you pick as the villain of Mad Men, of the main characters? Because, like, he's and got... is he, it Pete Campbell?
1: He comes around a lot, but, like, especially in those first couple episodes, in that first season, he is the worst.
3: He's, he's definitely uh, Peggy's um, villain. Right? What about, like, Frank from Shameless,
0: William H. Macy? He's not a
3: villain. He's, he's, kinda
0: like, nice yeah, he's of kind, kind of like members. a lovable villain Like a lovable now, fuck up
1: Frank Underwood from Ooh. House of Cards He's a good a villain, villain in real villain. life Turns out <laughs> he's
3: not a villain in real life Yeah. Um, uh, Alright So two really more quick ones First one is Hottest chicks slash cru- Your TV crushes Matt Rushmore And I feel like this is an obvious answer But does Alex Olivia Wilde crack it I'm going Olivia Wilde, Jennifer Aniston from Friends. Ooh, good pick. Heard of her.
1: <laughs> Julie Taylor, Friday Night oh, Lights. Oh, yep. God,
3: yeah. Julie Taylor's on mine. hmm And
1: a little throwback here, I'm going Topanga Lawrence from Boy
3: Meets World. is <laughs> a good one, too. I had, uh, oh. I had Olivia Wilde as Alex. Daenerys Targaryen. Nice. Mm. Kate Austin from Lost. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I was I was bouncing back. I wanted to do Julie Taylor. Sorry, man, she's mine. I'll, I'll, I'll give you her. Um, she's on there. God, she's. And I'll on go. There. And I'll go Kelly Kapowski. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. I forgot about Kelly Kapowski. Oh
0: fuck! Damn it!
3: <laughs> got got beaty with that one. Yeah, I, got Kelly me.
0: Kapowski <laughs> has to be on there. Julie Taylor has to be on there. God, now now I'm thinking does Olivia Wilde come off? Because is there any who else were in your considerations?
3: Well, that? I felt like the Julie Taylor tells you more about yourself. Yep. Because there's two other characters from Friday Night Lights who could be in consideration. If you're a Minka Kelly person, you like Kankles. You like Kankles and you need to <laughs> fuck guess, right off. But guess who is a Minka Kelly person? Possibly the most eligible bachelor of all time, Derek Jeter.
1: That's true. I thought you were going to say Jason Street.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, just looking at those, if there's no other ones to consider that we can think of. of,
1: There's lots of actresses.
0: (laughs) If there's no other serious contenders, then I would go Kelly Kapowski for sure, Julie Taylor for sure. Those two, of
3: Olivia Wilde,
0: those two have to be. Yeah, wow. those two have to be on there. But here's what I do know: Let's say you want to take it away from Mount Rushmore, and if it's a if it's a two-slaughter, Julie Taylor and Kelly Kapowski are one and two for me. Fair enough. And Kelly Kapowski is Classic. one by
3: two-slaughter, one with a bullet. All right, let's close it on this one: Mount Rushmore of like accessories, fashion choices. Whatever else from the OC.
0: Okay. Uh, obviously, Ryan's got to have his,
3: his leather bracelet. Yeah, his yeah. leather wrist guard. That's, I mean, that's one. That's, you got to go, on go there. puka shells. shells have to be puka on there. Probably. I feel like we
1: had come to an agreement on a, a classic top four with this. So this doesn't have to be Donnie's wristband. Stuff. Donnie's wristband for sure.
0: So puka shells, Donnie's wristband.
1: Little room for debate on this last one. Let's get it right. Yeah. I'll throw out a couple. I'll throw out leather choker. Uh, some of the hat choices that uh, our lady Ooh. characters wore. Oh,
3: uh, the, the Julia series. Cooper green fuzzy hat thing.
0: Or the or the Michael Jordan playing golf hat
3: that. And Marissa wore off. one time. Yeah. What about? Uh, what what about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about.
3: What about uh, Sandy's gigantic
1: shirt? God. What about Kirsten Cohen's affair? fair necklace. I think we just gotta go.
0: If we're gonna go Mount Rushmore, I think we gotta say the (laughs) Ryan's choker. Mm -hmm. We gotta say Ryan's leather wrist guard. Yeah, and those two are Puka shells from Luke, iconic, and
3: Donnie's wristband.
0: And Donnie's wristband. I mean that Donnie's wristband, iconic.
3: Two necklaces and two wristbands.
0: Look, we're going accessories. It's not (laughs) like anyone. I mean, maybe the do rags the Asians wore. That would be in consideration.
3: That was pretty outrageous.
0: That was definitely wild.
3: What about uh, Sandy's watch from the swingers party?
0: Yeah, that would be like a real hardcore fan knowledge point right there is Sandy's swinger watch. Yeah, I mean, I think those would all be in consideration. But I think if we keep it to just the wrist guard, the choker, the puka shells, and Donnie's wristband... That's the Mount Rushmore. That's
1: a really nice Mount Rushmore. I would drive to South Dakota to
3: see that Mount Rushmore. Fair enough. That's where Mount Rushmore is. Okay. Yeah. Good.
1: Who's giving us <laughs> that look like he didn't know. It I, was had, no I had no idea. It's on the corner. It's on the
0: state corner. <laughs> and I have been to Mount Rushmore, and I had no idea. <laughs> it's pretty forgiving. Okay. Are, are we good there?
3: <laughs> it's some rocks.
0: Does that wrap it up?
3: Uh, You know, I, I think that I'm being shown the the sign good That's the
0: wrap it up. So we just want to say thank you Zerb, our number one fan for coming in. Get we'll fucked. Well, no. No. I'm We're not one. saying that, Tate. We're not saying that, Tate. You're the best. So we just want to say everyone, and especially to the kids, you have a really good night, kids. You sleep tight, kids. You sleep really tight. Tuck on in, tuck on in, tight kids, and as always, kids, do less. Do
1: way less. Do a little less. <laughs>
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious vicariouslivingpodcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there. Just not pictured. Stephen and Elsie. Both there. Just not pictured.